Hi everyone and welcome to the 2040 podcast where you will hear 20 years of career experiments in 20 minutes from people who have built successful careers. I'm your host Arvind and today I'm delighted to welcome our guest Manikandan Natarajan who has built a long career in finance and public policy. Mani and I grew up together in college and he's someone I greatly respect for his balanced thoughts on a wide range of topics. Welcome Mani. Hey Arvind, uh, thanks a lot for having me on your podcast and congrats on such a great platform that is will be useful to everybody and hope uh, you guys find uh, what I say remotely useful. Yep, go ahead. Awesome. So we'll have this discussion in two parts. The first part we'll talk about the different phases or segments of Mani's career just to get a feel for them and then the second part we'll go into some specific recommendations career experiments that are based on the lessons that uh, money has learned all right so with that let's jump in um so money can you give us a give us a sense of if you think about your career what are some of the natural groups or segments how would you how would you split up your career into you know the three or four natural segments yep sure so i guess yeah the, the one thing i would say is that before i i spin into like the act my actual career professional career into segment i would call what is like a pre segment where i made a switch from what i would call a hardcore engineering uh, starting off from iit to go to iim and that was completely um uh, on on a whim that basically is not something that i expect the generation of today to do because that is something that i, I did with absolutely no information or no research into how that went and that was simply because oh uh, for example these exams were the in things to do and so let's do them and i'm sure like the people listening in on the podcast will have a much more planned and should have a much more planned approach to their careers it did work out for me but i would not recommend doing that so uh, as as arvin you know because we studied together i was i mean like i was i was all set for a proper engineering hardcore you know phd type of career before i just switched just just based on a whim so that's the one, first point i'd make the second point is yes i i i did complete my mba and went straight into finance into investment banking i spent uh, 15 years in uh, in basically like a, a fixed income trading career in in foreign exchange with goldman uh, i was fortunate uh, in my longevity in in the sense that my career neatly segmented every 5 years into like a change of scenery i started in london just for a year as a junior but i spent 5 years in tokyo 5 years in hong kong and 5 years in london so that helped because at the end of the day there was a change of scenery like you basically learn a lot professionally and also personally and even though you're in the same product and the same firm that is tremendous right because the life learnings and you know the fun that you had, that i had over those 15 years were unmatched and that's what kept me going and then you mentioned the final segment as i would call which is um the public policy i mean look i mean i think a lot of us probably always have this sort of frustration uh, at growing up in india with the civic system with the political system a lot of us want to would feel like oh if i were doing this i'd do it differently uh, so a lot of us have the itch and i particularly had had it a little bit stronger than the others so i always wanted at some point to try to see how government looked like i didn't plan in depth for it but i had the opportunity to work 
for the government of India in their Ministry of uh, Skill Development and Entrepreneurship. Um, so I, I did um, take two years out of my career in finance to work with NSDC, National Skill Development Corporation in Delhi. Uh, and, and it is invaluable. And obviously, that is an entirely new for someone who's never worked even in a corporate in India, let alone government to go straight from uh, multinational corporate in the UK to government in India was like tremendous. So that definitely is how I would segment my career. And just end with the fact that after all this, after my, I would say I've just embarked on a new phase, actually, which is, I suppose, uh, hoping uh, to incorporate all the learnings of the previous phases, which is I've actually returned to finance in a slightly different form, in a slightly different role. Yeah, that's that's actually very interesting, Mani. Uh, so uh, tell me if this is a reasonable grouping, and then we'll sort of dive into each one. So maybe if you take your first career, um, maybe there are two parts, right? The first part is, you know, getting into finance and really learning about it and you know, developing your chops there. And maybe the second part is starting to influence decision-making within the world of finance, right? So where maybe you're a, you're a, you play the role of a manager or you play the role of, a, of an amplifier, right? Um, and then of course, natural segment, your public policy career. And then the, the other one, which actually is very interesting is that you mentioned is bringing those multiple skill sets together, almost like building blocks and then thinking about the next thing. I honestly don't know what that is, I'm very curious to to hear it. So those are the four segments. Would would you say that's a that's a good way to break it down? Yep, yep. I think I think I think that's exactly the way I would break it down. Yes. Perfect, perfect. So why don't we start with the first one, which is sort of your first phase of your finance career, and and maybe you know talk about uh, to the extent that it is uh, is realistic the typical week, and maybe there is no typical week because five years is quite a long time, but just to give people a feel for Okay, what is what is the experience like? So again, let's focus on the first part of your finance career. So yeah, I think um, uh, there are like a few points I would make. Right? Um, when we started on our financial career, uh, we embarked from on a uh, leaving IMA. You know, you feel like oh, okay, you come from like one of the best institutes in India, and you you feel like most of your peers are probably going into corporates in India and even abroad. Uh, at f- at fairly what I would call uh, you know respectable or like relatively higher starts in their ladders than what we did uh, in the financial industry and um, and you know inside the little frog in the well kind of attitude inside your campus you feel like wait what is going on right I mean am I giving up a few years of my career what is going on like why am I compromising. Uh, and, you know, all those attitudes, I think you just discover over time are completely laughable. So uh, I would personally say that uh, I went, when I started work, I felt completely unprepared and basically at a disadvantage relative to my peers from other countries, other places that I started work with in terms of maturity. And then when I say maturity, I think uh, what at least I felt I did a poor job of learning from my institute and probably institutions do a poor job of teaching is some kind of professional and emotional maturity at work. It's not just about knowing the numbers and, you know, you, this might sound cliched and, you know, I would have probably, you know, copped a snook at it if I'd heard this when I left college and school, but that is so true. I think I very, very much think that people, before embarking on like a professional career should do at least two, if not three 
internships, proper CS internships, not like check the box. Uh, you know, I also went and like got credit for it because I really think that spending time in a professional environment, interacting with other people, that experience is invaluable and that will go a long way in like giving you a leg up early on in your career. Second thing I would say is the on-the-job skills can only be learned from the very bottom. And especially in a, in a place like finance where most systems are proprietary, most approaches to how pe people operate their businesses are, 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 are not like standard off the shelf, unlike probably some other fields. So you have to be willing to basically go back to the drawing board, be a proper student. And, and which is why I think I, I'll again emphasize the point of intellectual and sorry, emotional maturity, because you have to kind of make it feel to the guy teaching you the ropes that it's worthwhile, right? It's, it's worth his while, not just for your own sake, but for his own sake and the company's own sake. So these are all those subtle aspects where you you have to learn and like, you know, there's no book teaching you. And then the third thing I would say is that, look, I mean, you have to be a bit fortunate as well, right? I mean, then you have to have that element of luck that everybody has. And uh, yes, I mean, you know, the, the time you spend in your career learning the ropes and growing up, you have to have the right breaks. And, you know, I was fortunate to have like, you know, great bosses to work for who basically recognized, I suppose, like a, a person like me who like, who did the right thing. So I would say there's those three elements that I, I would, you know, predominantly point to early on in my career. And then I think this second phase that you mentioned, if I could, you know, jump onto what you described as the manager influencer. I mean, again, nothing i think of what you did earlier prepares you for that phase being a manager and being um, i'd say responsible for a global multinational business even when you have spent the previous 10 to 12 years working in it is an entire different cup of tea and i, I think I, from that point on the only thing that matters is your people skills again this might sound very cliched but trust me it is not you have to you have to approach people skills in the same structured or organized form that you would do either physics or engineering or learning about like stresses and so on. And I cannot emphasize this enough. Like for example, if you don't understand something or if you don't like follow up on a conversation properly, or if you don't, for example, pick up on like clues from a conversation, those are as critical in terms of your own career and your businesses that as it is, if you like, you know, make a mistake in like probably calculating the stress on a beam or something, if that makes sense. And then, um, I think I think you basically have like I would say like a uh, comfortable phase where you're doing well for a few years and then it is going back to the drawing board when you kind of like restart as a junior in the manager cadre. That's what I would say. Awesome. So let's go to the third phase, which is um, your your uh, recent stint with public policy. And I think you know this is really interesting, right? Because a lot of people don't even know where to start. A lot of people have these thoughts, right? That you mentioned earlier. Hey, I. I how can I sort of give back uh, and and help uh, help our government and maybe not even it's not even a nonprofit thing uh, because a a lot of governments across the world today they they have structures that are decades old and yep. they are oftentimes not using both the modern thinking as well as modern technology so and a lot of people don't know where to start right so I think can you spend some time on again just describing. I think a good way to do this is what's the problem you're trying to solve? And again, what's, what was your typical, where was your energy spent in a typical week? And then, um, and then, you know, how, how did you actually make an impact? 
maybe something like that yeah sure i mean so in terms of like yeah, just one comment i'd make about like uh, the whole uh, profit versus not for profit and where to start you know now of course uh, sort of things like sustainable finance and like you know finance with purpose and all that are like buzzwords right so i, I would say that like, you know, there are like plenty of avenues for young people to sort of p- pursue i would say entirely profitable for profit careers in this field you know things are changing at a rapid pace and so including in india i mean like there are any number of i would say even from like part time private institutions like you know takshashila to like basically full time uh, in uh, i guess two year courses in places like this and so on where people are doing it and not to mention most of the us liberal arts uh, i guess ivy league type of universities offer like extensive programs in in like public policy and so on so if if they perceiving that as a career in its own i think it, there are some well trodden paths that are developing i guess my case is slightly different is which is more like okay you know I already have an established career at a fairly senior level in one industry and I want to make a switch so I actually um you know had uh, initially did like a sort of part time public policy course I mean this this really happened by the way I was working in London I I I flew down for weekends in Bangalore to do this part time and then I, I it is it is not so much for the course content or anything like that it's more for the network right and that ultimately led to the fact that okay there is somebody in the in in the ministry in delhi who i mean you know who who knows somebody who i who i basically met at the program and that's kind of how i i i got the foot in the door if you like and i i personally joined this ppp which is a public private partnership which is set up by the government of india under its ministry of skill development and entrepreneurship which by the way was a brand new ministry set up in 2014 to to uh, address the problem of uh, india's very low um, tvet um, uh, tvet achievement which is like you know basically vocational education training in india is abysmally low i mean some people quote you numbers as low as like 2% or 4% of the people having vocational training versus you know people in south korea having like 90% skill i mean that number for example we can debate till the cows come home but that's the magnitude of the problem in a in a in a, in a situation where as you know india has the world's largest young population and like 12 million people are getting out of the workforce so very simply put the problem is hey how do you give these people jobs you know if all these people are not skilled and i mean and then obviously it is not as if just if you have a lot of young people india will india will grow and develop you actually have to put them into productive economic work and for that they need to have some skills so that's kind of what this thing was trying to fill and specifically the setup of this was uh, the government out of its uh, annual uh, budget central budget allocated some money to be then lent uh, uh, on to institutions to set up training facilities so that was sort of like the basic setup of this institution called nsdc so i joined it i mean just you could say working off the cfo if you uh, ceo if you like and um i specifically for example there are a couple of things i worked on one of them was the fact that expanding the institution's footprint into japan japan has this program where it basically imports blue collar workers into industries for which it can't find workers on its own because as you know japan is an aging society and so on so it basically invites foreign workers on like a five year visa and gives them an opportunity and you know i was able to like i joined the institution and basically was able to get the program up and running and again like it is not as if there was any particular skills uh that i can recall it's not just because i i worked in a foreign institution i think it's more about the fact that 
um, you know, I guess uh, this involved managing a team of like 50 people. And I suppose that's the skill that is most relevant. And, you know, you made an important point earlier in the sense that even like things like uh, some of the basic things you may take, you may take for granted about logical thinking or like putting things in a structure, you'll be surprised as to how valuable that is in like places like government. So that is one of the main programs I was actually responsible for. Now, the other one was uh, the setting up of a fund actually within the company to try to attract more private investment to mirror public investment into the field of vocational education. Now, all of this was like immensely gratifying at some level, right? Because you feel like, oh, you know, oh, you can actually see things on the ground, et cetera, et cetera. That's a very naive way of looking at it. And it's, you certainly get that kick, I can assure you. <laughs> and I think it's only after like a couple of years you realize that government is basically the longest of long hauls, right? And uh, one of my bosses actually, who's secretary in the union ministry joked that, hey, listen, <laughs> you know, India is still trying to figure out if the effect of the first five-year plan from the 1950s is still working okay. And you already want to see kind of like the impact of what you did from like six months ago. I think he was trying to like, you know, obviously make the interesting point that government moves very slowly. It's a very different kind of approach. So I would say in terms of like, you know, although it's like extremely exciting and a lot of fun, I, I basically work completely pro bono, but as you said, you don't have to. Like my entire time, the team who worked for me were a bunch of these like 25 year olds who were all drawing like pretty competitive salaries that were, you know, comparable to like a World Bank uh, uh, salaries and so on. Um, it's just that after a while, you have to kind of reassess and for the long term, right? When one is still in their 40s, okay, it's great. Like you did all of this, what next? What's the next 10 years? I mean, I, I think that'll be an interesting like way to pause this so that, you know, so the, to kind of like give a sense of like, okay, that was a very com you know, compelling and like gratifying experience, but then, you know, what made you change, right? So that's what I'm getting at. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's, that's really good. A lot of insights there. And I'll summarize that at the end of this. Can we can we touch upon your last phase, which arguably is is uh, you know very nascent? But uh, the thing that I find interesting in this in your most recent uh, venture is uh, the the building blocks. How did those come together, right? Uh, and yeah. this is really really interesting because obviously you've had a very rich career in finance uh, as well as you know three years in public policy. So very interested in learning how did you put those pieces together. Yeah, I think I think for example, one of the one of the key things that I think uh, I would uh, take out of my uh, experience in finance is the fact that hey, at some level, this is a field that okay, you have some skills that I guess are a match that can help you build career and do some meaningful stuff, right? And uh, so you can say that's like an affirmation of what probably your basic talent makeup is. And from the time of my public policy, I would say that. For me personally, there were a couple of key important learnings. Uh, one is that, you know, about, about oneself, right? There are people who can make an impact within like a local community, be it even within 50 people, let's say, working on the ground, you know, in like the deep interiors of like nameless, famous. And there are like tons of these like champions in India you would never hear, hear about. And, you know, I know, I know from my experience, that's not me. Secondly, um, I know. Over time, I think to make completely durable impact, uh, like whether it is at scale or not, you have to have like, I would say, sizable private investment 
coming in along with government. Governments, there are severe limitations to what government can do in certain fields. And so that is also an important insight in the sense that, hey, you now kind of know how government works and at least, you know, to a certain extent and seen what it does. Well, now, if you think that, okay, if you really want to, you know, make an impact on this field, you know now that, hey, you know, you have to basically, you know, be in the private sector, either directly in an operational role in the field or just be in any field and be, you know, try to like contribute as much as possible in terms of money to make the impact. Because as I said, government has its limitations. Third, I think, I think, I, I think that basically whatever I've learned in public policy, now I know that, okay, whatever is the next phase of this private career, I mean, the focus and, and, and the final end goal is very clear, right? If you, if you kind of think about the first 15 years, well, you just, you just go with the flow and you have like a great career and you basically have fun and you know there's this whole like alpha chasing mentality right or like just you know meritocracy for the sake of it as i would call it but now like you you feel like okay at least i know what uh, like an end purpose is for you know after your kids grow up and you know there is like a next second and third phase of your long-term lives well then so it makes i would say any private venture that you're doing much more meaningful because you know that there is a basically an end purpose behind it. So those are three things I would say, which I think, you know, feeds into the fact, you know, it's, it, to make it like a lot clearer for what one wants to do. So if I was to summarize your experiences first, your early finance career, you highlighted being open to start at the very bottom, learn proprietary systems that you cannot learn off of a book. And, uh, you touched upon a useful recommendation, right? To set expectations, uh, which can make you really effective in a full-time job. You want to do two to three internships ahead of time. Then the second part, I think you mentioned quite a bit about uh, the, the relationships and the people. And, and also, I think you mentioned the ability to follow conversations and pick up cues, especially as, yep. you, as you are a manager and guiding people. And then on the public policy side, the one thing that jumped out was the, the, the timeline, right? The, the time to see impact in government is very different. It's decades. It's not months. Yep. And uh, that's actually very interesting because I wonder if we can change that. Lastly, your experience working with governments gave you an understanding of where you can make an impact so that now that you're back in the private sector, you can be more effective with your contributions back to the public sector. Great. Now let's move on to part two. 